Money FM 89.3. Best of the evening runway. Culture Club. Money FM 89.3. Good afternoon. It's the evening runway. I'm Elliot Danker. It's time now for Culture Club. Do you remember April last year when nightclubs were given the green light to fully reopen? The scene, while well, we saw everyone head back to the dance floors, event organizers throwing parties, nightlife was back with a bang. It was kind of short-lived, wasn't it? There was an endless stream of, uh, you know, pandemic restrictions, lockdowns. Some of the industry struggled to keep afloat. We spoke to some of them. They had to close, unfortunately. And now the landscape of Singapore's nightlife and culinary scene has been fully transformed. You've got new industry players trying to make an impression, trying to reinvigorate that demand. Take, for example, Orchard Central, Arc 11, right? Well, next month, patrons can enjoy a bird's-eye view of Singapore from the top floors of one raffle's place when a multi-concept nightlife venue opens there, offering a bright spot in a sector that was hit hard by the COVID-19 pandemic. Now, it's set to open sometime mid-December. The venue comprises restaurant and high-end lounge, High House and Nova, the tallest rooftop bar in Singapore, spanning over 10,000 square feet, so that's quite big. Spearheaded by OUE restaurants, it'll be the largest nightlife venue to open since the pandemic. And in the studio with me today is Wayne Lee, General Manager High House and Nova. Wayne, good afternoon. Welcome. Good afternoon. It's good this to be here. This is quite exciting nightlife. Okay, so I've tried to describe it. Maybe you could do better. High House and Nova, tell us all about it. So essentially, we are at the rooftop of One Ruffles Place, yeah. iconic spot. I think prior to us taking over the space, I think it was the iconic One Altitude. Previously, yeah. I think yeah. 10 years, they did so well, you know. So essentially, like uh, when we took over the space, you were given this uh, really like uh, big shoes to fill. Mm. Yeah, essentially, uh, as you shared, it's two concepts. I think we're looking at High House which is the indoors I say it's uh, two over two levels it would be a nightlife and culinary destination yeah. just to put it simply yeah what's the idea behind joining nightlife and culinary one would think that they should be separate but it's an interesting mm. trend we're seeing here yeah I, I think essentially like I think a very very easy way to put it across you can term it as vibe dining okay. I think yeah okay. this concept has been quite popular in, in many like super cities like I'll say London yeah. uh, there's yeah. sexy fish there that does yeah. it there's uh, Vegas you know, Hakkasan started doing that as well many years ago even closer to us in Taipei right the core in Taipei you know okay. so it is a restaurant that does uh, great food great cocktails and, and people can actually start partying or eating uh, yeah. you know, a little bit earlier into the night yeah. and then they progress into a, a more clubby feel yeah. I'll say uh, when you hit 10 30, 11 p.m., yeah. then we move on to a more full on club experience all the way to the late night. A little yeah. bit European in terms of that feeling, that vibe, yeah? It is, it yeah. is. Yeah. I hear yeah. you on that one. So I understand the project costs more than $13 million. It's the Homegrown Restaurants Group's first fury into the nightlife business. Come on, you, you guys have been around, but uh, what are the challenges you're set, putting all of this together? I think essentially trying to marry like. A restaurant with a club yeah, has been quite <laughs> challenging for us. Yeah, yeah. I think in Singapore, obviously, I think some players have tried. I would say fairly successful, but we're hoping to come in to, to kind of conquer that space a little bit better. I think the view is great. I think essentially, it's interesting.
interesting because I obviously came from a nightlife background. Yeah, yeah. I was with Zook for 11 years. And it was interesting when I was brought into this project, I was told like, hey, you know, we're going to do this vibe dining concept. We're going to yeah. move on from a restaurant to a club. And I was like, wow, uh, uh, I was scratching my head a little bit. But I think the team's great. Mm. I think uh, I came in, I brought in that whole nightlife uh, kind of like experience and expertise in. I think uh, for my company, OUE Restaurants, uh, there's a good group of project leaders that have been very good with the dining kind of like uh, culinary experience. Yeah. And, and I think both of us coming together is like joining, joining the best of like dining and the best of nightlife coming yeah. together to create this this marry this and create this like this this child of ours, right? right. It's, is, yeah. it's, it's very typical Singaporean, right? You have that sort of collaboration and I'm a Zion Road <laughs> patron myself just to put it <laughs> nice. out there. So, okay, I, I'll get to the nightlife part, but it must be quite, there must be quite a bit of pressure when you consider that Singapore is such a gastronomics location. You've got Michelin stars being given out here and there. And for sure, at the start, you're going to get a lot of interest, a lot of initial buzz where the restaurants are concerned. We Singaporeans, we love to go for a nice meal, right? How do you see this continuing that consistency to continue to bring patrons back? What do you see is the biggest challenge there? I think, yes, as mentioned, I think a year, I think, oh no, no more than a year ago, actually. <laughs> April last year, yeah, yeah. No, nightlife came back, yeah. right? Yeah. I think essentially, like, obviously, clubs, restaurants, bars, cocktail bars as well, I think, uh, enjoyed a really good run. Mm. Yeah, it was revenge spending, people yeah. coming out a lot more. I think essentially, like, it went on for a good couple of, almost a year. I would say now with the borders opening up, you know, more people traveling, I think obviously, uh, I wouldn't say it's a slum. I think it's a little bit of a, I think it's kind of normalized a little bit, the market. There's so yeah. many, so many things, so many choices, so many right? Things, so right, we're just yeah. kind of trying to settle down a bit. It is, in that it sense. is true. And, and, and to add on to your point, what you shared earlier, a lot of new players that come in. Yeah, yeah. yeah, not just restaurants, but even like cocktail bars and even bigger size clubs. A lot of new players have emerged. Yeah. I think everyone is kind of like coming in to fight for the same pie. For sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What would you say is your biggest strength given your background in the nightlife scene? Not to say that it's separate nightlife mm. and culinary experiences, because it's still about people. It is, it is, yeah. I think for me, my interest always has been and strengths have been programming. Yeah. yeah, programming for content, for clubs and for music festivals. I thought it'd be quite interesting for me to bring that to, to this, this, this product. Yeah. yeah, essentially it is a, you know, a, a restaurant bar and an ultra lounge kind of like concept essentially. Uh, but for me to bring that in, I think we are ambitious. We are aiming to eventually open seven days a week. Wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Almost like uh, what One Altitude used to be. I think they used okay. to do seven days a week. C'est la vie as well. Oh, yeah, yes. C'est la vie okay. does seven days. Yeah. I think there's a strong tourist crowd, to mm, be honest. Mm, I mm. think... Um, there are some nights like Sunday, Monday, Tuesdays where mm. essentially it might be a little bit quieter on the local front. Right. But I, I think uh, there's a, there is a strong uh, tourist crowd coming in to fill up that spot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. Programming it, is important. I think and bring that here. And, yeah. and, and mm. I do want to talk about the type of music you're going to bring in, but I'll save that for a little bit. A spot like this, and you've brought up One Altitude at least two, three times. People still remember that area for that previous concept. We'll put it that way. How big a factor is that? I think it really helps. Like I said, I think One Attitude did a great job. I essentially, 10 years, they built the space in an iconic night spot with yeah. a great view. I think it is the highest alfresco bar in Southeast Asia. Okay. I'm sure in the co- last couple of years, like, you know, in Dubai, it's <laughs> <is> probably like... <laughs> yeah, yeah, but still one of the highest in Southeast Asia. I think uh, One Attitude, like I said, laid down the foundations. Yeah. You know, they give us big shoes to fill. Yeah. And we are excited. We hope to take that. And of course, uh, make it hopefully better and more exciting. Yeah, I bet you see it as a challenge yourself being in the industry for so long. Do you, and also given your experience, do you look at what are the gaps that need to be 
field for the nightlife and restaurant dining industry? And, and what does High House and Nova bring? Mm. Going back to the point of programming, I think some gaps, uh, of course, in the last one year, a lot of new night spots have come up. Yeah. But but I would say, I wouldn't say everything's the same. It's kind of run of the mill. Sure. I think there is a little bit of fatigue in terms of consumers, right? They go out, the concept, uh, what you go out, you know, you go out, yes, you go out for a drink, go out for a nice meal, but but there's nothing really out of the ordinary. Okay. To be fair, uh, there's been some cool players out there in the cocktail scene, uh, even the dining scene, to be fair, sure. who have sure. kind of emerged. They have done something a little bit more interesting. For us, I, I mean, of course, there are the, the super clubs like Zook, yeah. you know, like Marquis. Yeah. And then, of course, there are the really nice, cool Cozy, more, I think, cocktail bars, yeah. you know, a great scene there as well. I mean, for High House and Nova, we hope to fill the in-between okay. of that. Yeah. So would you consider it, apart from the dining experience, would you consider it a club? Could I call it a label it blanket a club? I think, Elliot, I would say it's a club without a dance floor. Yeah. So what makes a good club without a dance floor? <laughs> I mean, for me, right, <laughs> it was interesting because when I was back at Zook, obviously yeah. we had to pivot, right? Yeah. And, and obviously being a club. I was a platform to, guy, by the yeah, way, just yeah. putting it out okay, there. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mad respect. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so we had to kind of convert a club into a dining business. Yes, I remember yeah. that. Yes. And thanks to governmental support, mm-hmm. you know, we were able to convert, do the pivots. It's interesting because we finally saw people actually kind of like drinking and partying at their tables. Right. right. Yeah, yeah. Even a little bit of light dancing, you know. It's just a bit of like a character change amongst people as it well. Is. Because it we is. were trying to keep a distance from one another yeah. at that time, right? Yeah, yeah. So with this, do you see something, let's say, in between? I'll say it's in between. I, I always believe that after the pandemic, I felt that consumers these days, uh, obviously their expectations are a lot more. Yeah. I think they would like to see a little bit more often in terms of venue operators like bartenders, yep. DJs, having this kind of like more intimate experience okay. uh, and kind of like getting closer to them. Right now you see a lot of like really good like celebrity chef restaurants. Right. The chef comes yeah. out, he, you know, he, he kind of walks around, he talks to the, con- to, 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 to the patrons, yeah. you know, bartenders, like superstar bartenders, like yeah. interacting a lot more with, with the consumers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think I, I, I do see a lot more of that coming forth, actually. I can imagine it must be very challenging because on the one hand, you're looking at the culinary experience. Obviously, you've got to get a good chef, great menu. So that feels semi-straightforward. But, you know, to hit the standard is not easy. Service, of course. But with the club without a dance floor concept, you've got, you know, events like the 50 best bars in the world. You're trying to hit that sort of milestone. How do you rank it then? Do you rank it in terms of uh, what, what ranks where? Service, great bartenders, aka great drinks or good music? Mm. Interesting you brought that forth because uh, for us at High House Innova, obviously we have opened with a plan for four pillars. Yeah, yeah. Obviously the food, yep. the beverage as yep. mentioned earlier and of course music and actually art. Yeah, art. Interestingly, yes. How, how so so there has been uh, quite a, a bit of investment in art throughout the venue. Okay. Yeah, both at High House Innova. Uh, essentially, we're talking about video art, cultural art. Right. Yeah. Mm, so that's been kind of like put put around quite a bit. Because are we, are yeah. we looking, can we imagine augmented reality type of art? I've seen some of these videos on TikTok. It's crazy. Yeah, what that's some, super crazy. Yeah. Some countries they can do, yeah? Yeah. I mean, not, not at that stage yet. <laughs> but I think, uh, for example, we do have a, uh, we, we have been working, collaborating with a uh, artist called Onfirmative from Berlin. Why? Yeah. So, so at High House on the higher floor, mm. we do have a 12 meter long LED screen. Uh, so basically, Onfirmative's artwork will be programmed uh, from lunch all okay. the way to, to sunset and then dinner and 
what On Formative has done is the artwork is great, right? He has taken reference from the reflections of Singapore skyscrapers. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So a lot of silhouettes, a lot of shadows. Very nice. Yeah, so it kind of progresses, different colours, different moods all the mm. way. And obviously, that's one video art that we have. Uh, obviously, sculptural art around, hoping to support a little more regional and local artists. Sure. Yeah, yeah. So we have worked with an artist, um, Jun Ong from Penang for a sculptural piece. And then obviously, we've worked with Nicholas Ong as well, a local artist, Singapore artist, wow. yeah, for a piece uh, in one of our private rooms. Yeah. I'm so glad we get to talk about this and show the entire collaboration that uh, High House and Nova are up to. This is a slightly left field question. <laughs> I guess maybe this could be something your team would look into. How important is it when you put a concept like that together, especially given your, your nightlife background, that the place is as Instagrammable as possible? <laughs> well, actually, it has to be extremely Instagrammable, especially in today's uh, very competitive yeah. uh, market. Yeah. yeah. But I think also, yeah, it's, it's important. I think consumers these days, besides eating with their mouth, they're eating with their eyes, they're eating their cameras as well. Oh, yeah. I mean, the, the, the joke is always the camera eats first, right? Uh, yeah. You can <laughs> test the, the lighting first, before yeah. you open the yeah, 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 yeah. So to answer that, we, yeah. we did plan a lot of Instagrammable moments. Wow. Uh, it's a bit of a cringy word, but yeah, we did plan a lot of that across the, the venue. Like. And, and you yeah. will get a lot more customers because of that for sure. It that's, will definitely help. That's kind of the marketing <laughs> way of things now, social media. It is, it is, yeah. I think, I think it's really important. For example, one reference I'd like to make is, uh, I haven't been to Bangkok in a while, but okay. recently I've been seeing quite a lot. Uh, and, and I know Bangkok well only because through social media mm. right I've seen my friends post influencers post like there's this like great bar called Tichuka okay it's a rooftop bar with this really great light feature it's a bit like a jellyfish uh, yeah, 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 yeah yeah so so even that itself like you know I think things like that you know, even consumers that haven't been to Bangkok I yeah. mean they've all probably seen it online and it'll probably drive if I go to Bangkok I definitely want to check out Tichuka mm. so, so that helps social media is really a very strong driving force you guys so, are opening mid-December what does that mean for your 2024 momentum wise I, I would suppose a lot of Singaporeans will be travelling but you did mention it's going to be a tourist spot as well uh, people from around the world where do you see the momentum going into 2024? I think essentially 2024, we will come in, obviously, to, to add on to what's already uh, available in Singapore's Nightlife. I think it's exciting enough. We're yeah. going to come in to add on to that. I think as I keep going back to programming, I yeah. think we're working with, we're probably going to work with uh, a couple of international DJs mm. to come through throughout the year. I mean, to add on to that, even collaborations with uh, certain visual artists. Yeah. yeah uh, and of course, under Food and Beverage Fund, obviously, mm-hmm. like, like four hands, six hands collaborations with chefs, obviously, mixology sessions and, 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 and stuff like that. I think that has to keep going on throughout the year, right? Yeah. yeah to yeah. keep the interest going, to keep the momentum like going strong. For sure. And, and I like how you mentioned the, the programming and the other pillars as well. I mean, with this sort of attention to these, these little gaps that t- tend to get overlooked, do you see this creating a more competitive market for the nightlife scene in 2024, let alone the restaurant scene? Mm. Could, could they bring that momentum back to pre-pandemic days? I think, yeah, confident of that. Confident okay. of that, yeah. Right. I think I think the Singapore scene is is still. I won't I won't write it off. Yeah, obviously yeah. there's a, a little bit of market's a little bit quieter, but of course we're comparing to a year ago when yeah. everyone's coming out full force. We just yeah, need that yeah. next big interesting thing, yes, and everyone's yes, coming yes, down. Yes. And I won't even say High House and Nova will bring that. I'm very confident next year. I'm sure, like even like uh, there might be even cu- a couple more of other like interesting F and B concepts right. and other concepts might come true. And I think there there will be enough to push. I'm always confident in Singapore, right? You, you don't. Yeah. Yeah. seem to look at all of that as competition but more of hey if you do well there's that yeah. trickle down effect yeah there is enough to go wrong alright I always believe so <laughs> I really like the way you put that I've been speaking with Wayne Lee General Manager at High House and Nova thank you so much for taking the time today thank you very much appreciate it
To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A W E D I O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.